0: mayi asakta partha yogam samagram yatha lord krishna is explaining asansayam asansayam means without any doubt samagram means in fullness completely Maam if you want to understand about me already lord krishna has declared that uh, bhakti yoga is the topmost a person is always thinking of lord krishna within his heart He is the best yogi. And knowing Lord Krishna liberates us from the process of birth and death. It has been declared in the previous chapters. So knowing Lord Krishna is the ultimate objective of all knowledge. That is why it is called Vidya Bhagavata Vadhi. We are all very fond of accumulating Vidya. But what is the culmination of Vidya? Bhagavata Vadhi Vidya. So the the culmination of Vidya is Bhagavat, Shrimad Bhagavatam. Because it describes the pastimes, the signs of the supreme personality of Godhead. So without knowing Lord Krishna, his appearance, his activities, there is no freedom from the laws of nature. So how we can perfectly know him, Krishna is telling. Yogam yunjan by engaged, uh, by being engaged in yoga. Which kind of yoga? That is described in the previous verse. That is the last verse of 6th chapter. Yogi namapi api sarvesha Madgatena gatena antaratmana. He has described a person is always thinking of me within his heart, engaged in my service. Bhakti Yogi is best. So a person is always engaged, always engaged in Bhakti Yoga and Mad Ashrayaha, who has taken my shelter, who has surrendered unto me, Mai Asakta manaha, whose mind is completely attached to me. So mind should be completely attached to Krishna, Asakt, completely absorbed in Krishna. And then one has to take shelter also of Krishna. And in this way, when a person engages in bhakti yoga, only he can know Krishna without any doubt. All other people will be would be doubtful and incomplete, asamagram. So to understand Krishna completely without any doubts, mind should be attached to Krishna. We should take shelter of Krishna, engage in bhakti yoga. Then we'll be able to understand him. And how bhakti yoga begins? Tat shreenu by we heard. Uh, Hearing is the beginning, the most important element of the nine ways in which a person can serve Krishna. And how hearing is such a wonderful process, simply keep on hearing about Krishna. We are able to understand or not, this also we discussed. It is in language we understand or not. Simply this transcendental vibration. Darzai Prabhupada was very much encouraging. Please try to pronounce these verses very nicely and try to read every day. This impression you will carry on. All these verses are non-different from the Hare Krishna Mahamantra. There is no. some times people ask, which verse is having, it gives more peace of mind as there was question in previous session. No, Krishna is absolute. Every shloka of Bhagavad Gita is absolute. Every shloka will liberate a person. So if we chant these verses very nicely, it purifies us, gives us realization. So hearing is the foundation of all the spiritual process. Morning to evening, night, we should keep on hearing, hearing and hearing. And in dream also, we should try to continue this process. So Lord Krishna is explaining in the second verse. Aham means I, I am explaining to you phenomenal knowledge and numinal knowledge. What does it mean phenomenal and nominal? Phenomena means what we see, perceive from our senses, and nominal means what is actually happening behind the phenomena that we perceive. So these words were specifically introduced by Immanuel Kant, the great European philosopher. Uh, he told there are two existences in this world. Phenomenal world and noumenal world. Phenomenal world means the world where we observe various scientific phenomena happening, various energies into play. But there is a world which we cannot perceive, which is the foundation of this noumenal world. And we can never know about, we can never have any idea about the noumenal world because it is beyond our perception. So Krishna is telling, I will explain you knowledge of both phenomena and the noumena as well gyan and vigyan also means theoretical knowledge and realized knowledge so realization means a person can understand that i am not the body and realization means he is actually detached from the activities of physical platform and mental platform this is called realization i have understood i am not indian this is called knowledge gyanam and uh, realization of that knowledge is whenever India is winning uh, a match or a war, I am not becoming happy because I am not Indian. I am not at all connected. Similarly, anything is happening to things connected to my body, I am not at all disturbed because I am not this body. So this is called Vigyan, realization. So both knowledge, knowledges are very, very important. Gyanam, theoretical knowledge, the perfect Gyanam we receive from the Guru Parampara, And then Vigyan, realization is also important. So Krishna is declaring both, explaining both things in the Bhagavad Gita. And Gyan and Vigyan also means theoretical as well as practical knowledge or scientific knowledge. Because what is science? Science means knowing things as it is. If a person sees water in the desert, he should not think it is water. He should know as it is what is happening over there. So as it is knowledge, is there is no water, although it appears there is water over there. This is called science. Science means practical application of the knowledge. We go to lab, we write theory and basis the theory, the scientific principles. We do observation and experimentation. We prove these principles are correct. So applied knowledge, scientific knowledge, realized knowledge, this is called Vigyan. So, Krishna is telling, I will explain you theoretical knowledge as well as realized knowledge, scientific knowledge. If you know this, nothing further remains to be known. There shall remain nothing further to be known. Avashishyate means remains. Nothing remains to be known. So it is very, very important to understand the science. Science has told us, so oh, this virus is there, we are suffering. This is how it interacts with the body. And then they are trying to counteract also by making various vaccines. They have some knowledge by tremendous tapasya, which has gone into research work. They have come out with some knowledge, may be perfect or may not be. So in a similar fashion, there are various energies into play here. <clears throat> within the body, there also there are some good energies, some good bacteria, WBC, good cells are there. This is called good energy, which saves us. And there are some bad energies also lying within us, in dormant stage. The bad viruses, they are always there within. As soon as immunity is down, they capture us. They show their effect on the body. Cuff with vayu, various energies are there, elements are there. When there is disturbance in these elements, we fall sick. So thus understanding the science of energies is very, very important to remain or become happy. And that science Lord Krishna is explaining here. Today, I am going to explain to you. So Lord Krishna tells, do not think this process is very, very easy. Manushya naham sahasreshu yatati siddhaye so it is very very difficult to understand the science of myself and my energies sahas means thousands and thousands of men would be there someone may endeavor for perfection and of those who have achieved perfection what is perfection perfection means understanding that myself is different from this body that is the beginning of perfection Siddhaye, a few of them, out of thousands and thousands who will try, somebody would become successful. He would become perfect. And yathatam api Siddhanam of thousands of those who have attained perfection, kashchit, someone may know me, in fact. So first of all, people do not try for perfection. So there is perfect use of any gadget. A phone can also be used as a torch. But that is not the perfect use of a cell phone. And today's smartphones can be used. They are mini computers. So simply if you use it as a torch, that is not called a perfect use. In a similar fashion, Siddhi, the perfection of this body, this machine that we have got is understanding that I am not this machine. I am not this body. And thereby surpassing the stage of suffering from various miseries around us. All these miseries can be simply abated by understanding that I am not this body. But people are not interested. Very less people try for it. And among all those thousands who are trying, it is very, very difficult. Among all those very rare people, you accumulate thousands of such people, hardly one person will be able to make his life perfect. He will understand, yes, it is a fact, I am not the body. And such very rare souls who have realized you accumulate... A very rare person, kashchit, someone, veti tatvataha, they are able to understand me in truth. So to understand Krishna in truth, that is why it is very, very difficult. That is why Krishna is telling, tat now you understand, Arjuna, I am explaining to you. It is very, very difficult to understand otherwise. Only if Krishna explains, we can understand. And people tell, what is the use of reading Bhagavad Gita? Just see Krishna's activities and you will understand. No, Krishna has come to explain when we surrender, take shelter of Krishna, attach our minds to Krishna, engage in Bhakti Yoga, then a person can understand him. So here Lord Krishna has begun to explain about himself. What is God? People are very much inquisitive. Sometimes they think in some movies, uh, God is thought of as a very old man because he is the Supreme Father. Even though they believe in the Supreme Father, they think, oh, he must be the oldest. So they show him as uh, a man with white beard and he has become very, very old, aged. Some other people tell God is dead. Yes, we understand God created everything because behind creation, there should be creator. Just like uh, Henry Ford, he established this assembly line, made wonderful cars and the company is uh, still going on. Factories are there, but the person is dead. In a similar fashion, this material nature cannot come by itself. That is a fact. But God is now dead. He made, he created this wonderful machine. And he is gone now, he is finished. So, some people tell God is dead, some people tell God is an old man, some people tell us it's simply an energy, and like this, so much confusion is there about God. So, here in this chapter, Lord Krishna is explaining to Arjuna after explaining him the supremacy of bhakti yoga, make him qualified to understand. Now, please understand my energies. Bhumi rapo nalova yuhu kammano buddhi revacha ahankara iti prakriti rashtadha. Bhumi means earth, water, fire, anal, vayu, air, kam, ether, mano buddhi evacha, mind, intelligence, and false ego ahankara iti yamme, all together these eight ashtadha comprise my separated material energies. So we have studied in our basic science textbooks about various energies. We analyze the world as kinetic energy, potential energy, some chemical reactions happening. We analyze the world as matter and energy. And then one famous physicist, here said that after studying physics for 30 or so years of my life, finally, I have realized that matter does not exist. So he has studied matter his entire life. Now he's telling, finally, I have understood matter does not exist. Everything is simply a play of energies. And here in Bhagavad Gita, you can tell uh, all this matter is also called energy. Bhinna prakritir ashtadha prakriti means energy these are my separated material energies so see bhagavad-gita is not classifying matter as some substance so it is being told that whatever substance you are perceiving ultimately that is also energy so in vedas it is very very clear this world has nothing but absolute truth Uh, lord krishna his personality and the energies emanating from the person So this word is very, very important, which is used here, Prakritir, Prakritir Ashtadha. Srila Prabhupada explains, the science of God analyzes the constitutional position of God and his diverse energies. Material nature is called Prakriti or the energy of the Lord in his different Purusha incarnations as described in the satvat Tantra. So there are two words which are very important in understanding the science of God, Purusha and Prakriti. So Prakriti means the energy and Purusha means the energetic, the controller of the Prakriti. So here these things are being described as energy. Now, where is Purusha? Who is the controller of all these energies? Earth, water, fire, air, ether, mind, intelligence and false ego. So most of our sciences, current sciences, they deal only with earth, water, fire, air. And that's it. Ether also, they have not much idea. Earth, they can analyze water, fire, air, they can perceive. But ether, uh, earlier some scientists would have read the Vedas. That is why they were calling it the X medium. X-rays would travel in that medium. But then they told no, there is no medium like that. And now again, they are discovering, you know, there is some dark energy, which is spread everywhere, which has got the maximum mass, something like that. They are telling some theories, but uh, it is told in the Bhagavad Gita that these five gross energies are always there. Earth, water, fire, air, and ether. And it is also told that the sound uh, is there because of ether, sound travels in ether. So all these five energies have got their unique features. So it is not that the lump of soil, the earth, which we are taking, that only is earth. These energies are present even within the atom. So an atom is a sample universe. In the Upanishads, it is told, as is the micro, so is the macro. As is the universe, macro, so is the micro, small atom. So every small unit is having the same principles as the big unit of the universe. So that is why atom is called sample universe just like a drop of water you take and you can understand what the ocean is made up of. Same molecular formula combinations you'll find. In a similar fashion simply if we analyze the atom nicely we will be able to understand the entire universe perfectly. So an atom is a sample universe our body is also sample universe. The principles which are active in the body are active within this universe also. So all these five energies earth, water, fire, air, ether and these three subtle energies, eight energies, these are present even within the atom. Earth is present within the atom, water is present within the atom, fire is present within the atom. That is why they are deriving this nuclear energy. So much fire is there within the atom. And all these energies are characterized by unique features. Earth can be characterized by fragrance. Wherever there is some fragrance, That is because of earth. If earth element is not there, you cannot perceive any kind of smell. Similarly, if you are able to have taste in anything, the taste is because of the water element. If the water is taken out, uh, taste cannot be perceived. Similarly, the form that we perceive that is because of the fire element. In air, there is touch sensation. Because of the air element present, we are able to experience the touch. And because of the presence of ether, we are able to experience sound. If there is no ether present, a person cannot perceive sound. Sound manifests. Sound is a subtle creation sound. When it manifests grossly, then that is called ether. Just like the water, it can be present in a very subtle form also as vapors. Vapors condense, they become liquid and then the liquid further condenses, it manifests as ice. So the same manifestation, energy is same. It can be present in subtle form, it can be present in gross form also. So just like the water vapors, they transform into liquid and solid states. In a similar fashion, in subtle state, the energy which is called sound, in gross state, it exhibits itself as ether. In subtle state, the energy of of fragrance, it transforms itself in the gross state as earth so these are various sciences and only the basics are mentioned here in bhagavad-gita and uh, little detailed is mentioned in srimad bhagavatam but our modern sciences current sciences which is based on the foundation that whatever i'm perceiving with my senses that only is right they have no idea about the nominal world only phenomena they believe in they are able to understand some behavior some patterns of the interaction of earth water fire air and ether they are gradually now they are understanding maybe what they are calling dark energy that is ether but we understand ether is energy which is very very subtle so one element goes uh, is missing from in each successive states in earth, you can have, there is form also in earth. You can make nice dolls and structures out of it. There is taste, there is uh, fragrance, there is uh, a touch. So all these things are present. But when there is water, uh, in that, fragrance is missing. When the fragrance element is taken out of earth, it becomes water. So this is very uh, Uh, difficult to comprehend but this is how it is we do not know how to take the fragrance how to take out this energy from the earth but if we take it out then earth becomes water and water if you take out the taste the taste is also an energy which is perceived just like uh, you put any food here on the tongue so tongue is the machine which is able to take that data out of it take that energy out of it which is called taste. It is one energy, which can be perceived by tongue. Just like the, uh, to receive 5g, uh, there is 5g phone required. Then only you can receive that for other, uh, there are radio waves also. So you need a radio to capture that. Different energies are captured differently by different devices in a similar fashion. Taste is one energy, which is captured by tongue. Form is one energy, which is captured by the eyes. So if this energy you are able to take out of water, then water becomes fire. If taste is taken out of water and then if form is taken out of fire, it becomes air. And uh, if the touch is taken out of air, then air becomes ether. If you add touch into ether, ether transforms into air. So in this way, all these elements successfully develop from one to another. It starts from the pradhan mahat tattva, and gradually earth is the grossest, grossest manifestation of material energy. And beyond this, we are not able to perceive even ether. Beyond this ether, the medium in which sound travels is mind. So this mind is, we are understanding how Krishna tells uncontrolled mind is the greatest enemy and controlled mind is greatest friend. So how we can make, uh, how we can control this mind when we cannot perceive it, we cannot even perceive ether and mind is still more subtle than ether. But I understand there is some energy mind. We understand there is some energy fire within, isn't it? When there is fire in the stomach, food gets digested. There is proper regulation in the body and fire increases so body gets heated up so we understand there is fire we all understand there is water within our body isn't it we dehydrate we need more water earth is anyway there so similarly ether is present similarly we understand mind is also present fire can be perceived by heat within the body how do we understand mind present within the body so we understand that there is one faculty one energy which is telling me which is going somewhere which is telling me do this, which is telling me do not do this. I'm constantly getting bombarded with various thoughts. This is the function of mind. Sankalpa and vikalpa. Mind is going here. Mind is thinking of present past. Oh, this thing is very nice. Let me do it. Oh, this was not nice. Let me do not do it. This is mind. Exception and rejection is the function of mind. It is always running here and there. It is not stable at all, unless fixed on the lotus feet of Krishna. And then we understand there is some energy, different energy, by which I am able to deliberate. I think, oh, mind should not be sent there. Mind, please come back here. This important lecture we are hearing now, let us hear. So we analyze, we rationalize, we control the mind using another energy present within us. That is called intelligence. And there is another substance called false ego, which is very, very difficult to figure out. Ego means sense of identification. And false means means wrong sense of identification it is called ahamkar aham means i Kar means this uh, assertion this identity that i am this this is called ahankar and false ego actually i am spirit soul servant of krishna eternal part and parcel of krishna i have got nothing to do with matter but because of this energy this sticking element just like somebody sticks a mask on your face when you get up in the morning you will think oh i am this person this is what is happening actually simply this skin sticking onto us onto our face and we are thinking oh i am this man i am this woman i am cat i am dog simply because of the skin which is sticking on our face and in plastic surgery they can make some extra skin uh on your they can put extra skin on your face and you may think oh this is how i appear no this is not how you appear this is how your covering is appearing so in a similar fashion it is because of this false ego that the soul is sticking onto this gross element this machine and because of this element uh we are thinking i am this body all together these eight comprise my separated material energies. So these are called Bhinna, Prakritir, Ashtadha. These are separated energies. So who is controlling the energies? Who is Purusha? Who is the person behind it? So that is explained here now. The Satvata Tantra described, there are three Purushas who control all these external energies. Vishnu stutrini rupani purushakhyaniyatho viduhu Ekantu mahatasrishtir dvitiyam tvandasansitham tritiyam sarvabhutastham tani gyatva vimuchyate Vishnu stutrini rupani for material creation Lord Krishna's plenary expansion assumes three Vishnus. So there are three Vishnus present within the material world. Ekantu srishtir the first one, Mahavishnu creates the total material energy known as the Mahat Tattwa. So what is this Mahat Tattwa? So all of you can read uh, Srimad Bhagavatam third canto. I think 26th chapter, it describes the activities. Uh, here just very brief is mentioned. Krishna is just naming the energies. So how these energies develop one after another, how they interact, mix with each other, is explained in the Bhagavatam. Kapil Muni is explaining to Devahuti, his mother kapil muni is also incarnation of krishna so what is this mahatattva so lord krishna expands himself as mahavishnu that is the first vishnu form and this first vishnu form puts all the living entities impregnates the material nature with the living entities just like the father and mother they produce child in a similar fashion purush or the father it impregnates the prakriti and thus all the souls are transferred the souls are part and parcel of krishna so they are spiritual energy so spiritual energies are embedded into this material atmosphere material energy this impregnation happens by lord vishnu and when lord vishnu impregnates so this impregnation is not like material impregnation simply by glance it happens That is the potency of Mahavishnu and that glance of Lord Mahavishnu is called Lord Shiva. So Lord Shiva, the glance of Mahavishnu is expansion of Mahavishnu and it directly interacts with the material energy. Lord Vishnu does not touch material energy directly. So the expansion of uh, Mahavishnu who interacts with the material energy directly, he is called Lord Shiva. Shiram yatha dadhi vikar vishesha yoga sanjayate nahita tapratagasti heto yashambhutam apitatha samupaiti karya govinda madhi purisham Tamaham Bhajami. shiram yatha dadhi vikar vishesha yoga just like from shira dadhi the curd is transformed curd and milk are the same substance but transformation once it happens into curd can curd cannot be transformed back to original milk substance in a similar fashion Mahavishnu vishnu once expanded uh, transformed into lord shiva he cannot transform back to original vishnu form so because this form of lord vishnu lord shiva he is in touch with the material energy his position becomes little less than lord vishnu so in this way when lord vishnu impregnates the material nature through uh, that is why lord shiva is also called father at times and we think that he is the supreme father. Yes, he is father because all the souls are coming through Lord Shiva. They are entering this material universe, Prakriti, which is called Durga. But Lord Krishna is Lord Shiva is expansion of Lord Vishnu. This is how the Vedas are describing. And when the souls are impregnated into the material nature, this Mahat tattva is released. Mahat tattva is the original material ingredient. And from Mahat tattwa, Mahat tattwa, is the intelligence, cosmic intelligence, the buddhi, the uh, intelligence element which we have got within. Actually, nothing is there in this material world, but transformation of intelligence. We are very fond of creating intelligence, artificial intelligence. So the original artificial intelligence is created by. Uh, lord vishnu in the form of mahat tattva a come to mahat the first one maha vishnu creates a total material energy known as the mahat tattva so this original artificial or material intelligence is created by Mahavishnu. vishnu that is why this entire prakriti behaves very very intelligently so ultimately this intelligence is there which is transformed later into various substances which we see around us so this is the creation of mahavishnu creating the cosmic intelligence called mahatattva dvitiyam tu and then what happens this mahatattva is carrying all the universes all the material universes and uh, these material universes start developing slowly and each universe is in the shape of a golden shell it is described and there are unlimited universes and within each shell, duetium, tu to understandsthitam. So as we discussed, as is the micro, so is the macro. Our bodies also sample universe unless the soul enters the body or remains within the body. Body can not develop. Child will not grow into a young man. Will not grow into an old man. Will not produce byproducts. Will not be able to sustain itself without soul. In a similar fashion, unless. There is entrance of spirit soul, a personality within the body of universe. The universe cannot develop, cannot show various forms of trees, mountains, rivers, and other manifestations, systems. So what is that spirit which enters the universe just like these individual souls enter uh, so many species of life? The soul which enters the universe is all the universe is called Garbhodakshai Vishnu. This is the second expansion of Lord Krishna. First is Karano Dakshai Vishnu, Mahavishnu Vishnu creates Mahat tattva. The second expansion is Garbo Dakshai Vishnu. And when Garbo Dakshai Vishnu enters this universe, he fills half the universe with water emanating out of his body, which can be called perspiration from his body. And... Uh, When the universe is half filled with such water emanating from the body of garbhodakshai vishnu then garbhodakshai vishnu lies on that water and from the navel of garbhodakshai vishnu comes out uh, a lotus flower and on that lotus flower on the top of that lotus flower appears lord brahma the first personality of the universe and then lord brahma creates all the planets within the stem of that lotus flower so we can just imagine how big that lotus would be so as is a micro so is the macro we also have a lotus flower here and within the stem of lotus flower everywhere there would be various uh, small living entities isn't it for them this lotus is like universal lotus so many microorganisms would be there similarly we are like microorganisms in this cosmic creation so same structure is found everywhere there is a small lotus there is a big lotus also within which we are all living so within those the stem of that lotus 14 levels of planets 14 planetary systems are created and uh, among those 14 planetary systems there is one planet called pole star which is called dhruvloka which we call pole star in english that is called dhruvloka because uh, maharaj dhruv the great devotee of Lord Krishna he is ruling on that planet that is a planet of uh, liberated souls and there is one ocean of milk on that planet we have ocean of salty water there is ocean of milk now this may be very very inconceivable what is this a very big lotus an ocean of milk but actually they are uh, they have figured out uh, somebody shared with me how uh, they are telling on some planet they have Uh, figured out clouds of alcohol it rains alcohol over there in some faraway planet i don't know how they analyze but this is how uh, they have discovered on some planet they tell uh, it is full of diamonds it rains diamonds and it rains alcohol somewhere so these various chemicals are there Uh, they can be found in various places so their ocean of milk is there on the pole star and within that ocean of milk is an island which is called shwetadweep and within that island there lives third personality tritiyam sarvabhutastham third vishnu is called Shirodakshai vishnu shir means milk odak means ocean shai means who is lying on that ocean of milk kshirodakshai vishnu this third vishnu lives within the ocean of milk on the island of shwetadweepa and The God who is called Paramatma is situated within our heart. He is all-pervading expansion uh, of this Shirodakshai Vishnu, third Vishnu. And the devatas, they are all located within this lotus stem only. They travel up and down. And these devatas, whenever they are in trouble, they go on the ocean of milk, the shore of the ocean of milk. They cannot cross this ocean. Uh, That is meant only for the devotees of Krishna who live with him on the Shvetadvipa that demigods are conditioned living entities like us enjoying the good results, which they have done on this planet, earthly planets. So demigods, when they are in difficulty, the devatas, they approach this Vishnu that this great demon is disturbing us in universal management. Please help us. And sometimes they are able to hear the voice of Lord Vishnu. Sometimes they are able to see just the lotus feet of Vishnu. Sometimes they are able to see the lotus face and sometimes the entire body. Sometimes there is no response. Just like sometimes you don't pick up the calls when you are busy somewhere or you don't want to respond. So Lord Vishnu, sometimes he responds, sometimes he does not respond. So this instance also happened when uh, 5,000 years ago, when Lord Krishna was to incarnate and demigods to get relief from the harassment, they prayed to Shirodakshai Vishnu and there was no response. Then they were accompanied by Lord Brahma. So Lord Brahma was there and Lord Brahma... Uh, then told what to do. Then he sat in meditation because Lord Brahma is a pure devotee, the most advanced personality. Uh, He was able to connect with uh, Lord Vishnu and thus in meditation, he connected and then he communicated to Devdas, don't worry. You start incarnating in this place called uh, Vraja or Vrindavan because Lord Krishna is going to appear there. So all of you start taking bodies to help Krishna in his pastimes in his mission. So these are the pastimes of Shvetadvipa. So that is why uh, they think that all the incarnations are because of uh, the incarnations of Vishnu. But actually all the incarnations are incarnations of Lord Krishna. They happen through Vishnu, through Shriyukshai Vishnu. So the Dashavatar, avatar all the other avatars, unlimited incarnations, just like Krishna appears here through Nand Maharaj, through Yashodamai. In a similar fashion, all the incarnations appear through shirodakshai vishnu including lord krishna lord balram although they can appear directly they are the source of shirodakshai vishnu so we should not think in ignorance that oh uh, lord krishna has appeared through devaki so Devki must be must be original god or vasudev must be god because lord krishna appeared through them no lord krishna chose them uh, in order to give special credit to his devotees, Krishna chooses them as father and mother. Krishna can enter through anywhere in this universe. Krishna came through nostril of Brahma and expanded himself as the big boar incarnation, Varahadev. He could have appeared from anywhere, but he chose to appear through nostril of Brahma. In a similar fashion, in case of Prahlad Maharaj, he chose to appear through a pillar directly. No father, mother, nostril, nothing is required. So Lord Krishna can appear through anywhere, any, in this material world. But he chooses to appear through Shirdakshay Vishnu. So that is why sometimes people think Shirdakshay Vishnu has incarnated as Lord Krishna, but this is not fact. So, thus it is very, very important to understand all these phenomena very nicely, scientifically. That is why it is told we are looking for liberation. Tani gyatva vimuchyate Simply by understanding these three Vishnu forms, this is satvat Tantra, Vedic scripture. Vishnu's to Trini Rupani, Tani Gyatva Vimuchyate, Trini Rupani. If a person understands these three Vishnus, Vimuchyate, he will become free from the process of birth and death, material entanglement. So these incarnations, three incarnations are called Purushas. They are the controllers. And these eight material ingredients are called the Prakriti. Then Lord Krishna explains. Aparayam itastvanyam prakritim vidhime param jivubhuta mahabaho yayedam dharyate jagat. Aparayam itastu anyam. Anyam means another. Aparayam itaha. Apara. Para means superior. Apara means inferior. Apara yam. These eight ingredients are inferior energy. But besides this, Anyam, another prakritim, anyam prakriti, viddi me param, now understand about my another energy, Oh, which is other energy of Krishna, superior energy of Krishna, and that is Lord Krishna is explaining, Jeevabhuta mahabaho, Omaitiyam um, Arjuna, Jeevabhuta, that is called the living entities, yayedam dharyate jagat, besides this inferior nature Omaitiyam um, Arjuna, there is superior energy of mind, which are all living entities who are struggling with material nature and are sustaining the universe. So there is a great misconception that I am God, you are God, everyone is God. And there are some scriptures which may bewilder a living entity like this. I am so great, obeisances unto me. He is offering obeisances unto himself. Oh, I am so great, so nice. So these scriptures can completely spoil living entities' understanding of absolute truth. So here Lord Krishna is very clearly explaining Apa Me Param. Me means my There is bhinna ashtadha. He is explaining these are my energies. And he is explaining living entity, jiva-bhuta he is also my energy, although superior energy. Lord Krishna is not telling I only am Jeeva or Jeeva is me. Lord Krishna is telling Mama bhūta Sanatana in another place. Sanatana means eternally. They tell that, yes, you have to merge in God and become God. In the past you were God. Somehow you have forgotten. Now again, realize you are God and merge in God. Krishna is telling Mamaev Anshaha. Jeeva loke, Jeeva bhuta Jeeva bhuta the living entities. Sanatana, sanatana means eternally, always. Mam eva ansha, they are my anshas, they are my fragments. There was never a time. Natve vaham jatu nasam, natvam neme janadipa, na chayva bhavishya never in future. Sarve vayam atah param, we are all eternal. Never was a time when you were not there, you were merged in me there will there would never be a time when you will again merge in me you will not have independent existence no we are all eternal we will keep on existing eternally so if a person reads bhagavad-gita carefully there is no chance of this confusion that i am god yes i am god in one sense it is mentioned i am god in quality just like when there was some around four five years ago there was attack on children in pakistan uh so the headlines in the newspaper it carried so it was very uh, brutal small children also were not spared and terrorists killed them in a school so there the headlines read we are all pakistan today so what does it mean that we are all pakistan or uh we are india india has won if uh you know if army wins the battle we tell india has won or the cricket team wins the matches, we tell India has, India is victorious. Isn't it? So that is why uh, when the words are used in a similar fashion, India has won. So India has won means what? So that is why people are not able to understand, believe in the Vedas, that the moon attacked uh, Saturn or the Saturn or attacked moon or something is happening. Rahu, Ketu are there and So people are not able to understand what is happening. So just like here also we speak, India attacked this thing. So what does it mean? That land is going and attacking? No, the person who is ruling, he is attacking. He is fighting. So in a similar fashion, it is being told that we are God in the sense, we are the same energy as God. We are same in quality, but we are different in quantity. And here very, very clearly it is mentioned this living entity who is sustaining this world uh, without living entity's participation, matter is inert. Unless there is participation of superior energy, para-prakriti, apara prakriti cannot display anything. Para-prakriti is machine. This material world, uh, we know we have various machines. But unless there is operator, the best of the machines cannot do any function. In a similar fashion, yes, intelligence is invested, artificial intelligence, but unless there is participation of living entity, having real intelligence, this, these machines will be useless. So Garbhodakshay Vishnu, he enters, sustains the universe and uh, uh, he sustains uh, in a similar fashion. The individual living entity it sustains this these individual bodies. As soon as the living entity is out, the body cannot be sustained. If Mahavishnu leaves, universe cannot be sustained. So these Jeev Bhuta living entities are prakritim. They are my energies. How clear it is in this verse. And then Lord Krishna mentions. Bhutani of all that is material and that is spiritual in this world know for certain that i am both its origin and dissolution so all that is material and spiritual krishna has explained spiritual energy superior energy superior means always we are connected to krishna and inferior energy is disconnected from krishna just like the milk it is separated from cow. That is separated energy. It is coming from cow, but now it is separated. In a similar fashion, whatever is material and whatever is spiritual, Krishna is telling, I am the cause of manifestation. I am the cause of destruction. I am origin and dissolution. Everything is coming from Lord Krishna. par parataram nanyat Dhananjaya. Mai Sarvamidham Protam Sutre Maniganaiva. So Lord Krishna is further declaring. na So by discovering, discovering this earth, this earth has come from where? It has come from water. Water has come from where? It has come from fire. Fire has come from where? It has come from air. Air has come from where? It has come from ether. Ether has come from where? In this way you keep on discovering, discovering. You reach Mahat Tattva. tattva has come from where? You keep on discovering Vishnu, Maha Vishnu has come from where. Ultimately, you will f- approach a personality. Lord Krishna is declaring, who is personality? That is me. Mattaha parataram na anyad. Like this, where your research ends. That is my personality. Mattaha parataram, superior. O conqueror of wealth, Arjuna, there is no truth superior to me. Mai sarva protam. Everything rests upon me just like Sutra Mani Gada The pearls are strung on a thread. We see a very beautiful pearl necklace. But we don't see the most important thing in that pearl necklace, which is keeping all the pearls together and giving beauty to it. And what is that? Sutra. Sutra means the thread, which is sustaining the entire Mani Gana, all the pearls of the necklace. In a similar fashion, we see beautiful, wonderful creation here. So many planets moving around and living entities, beautiful, talented people talking, walking, laughing, planning. So all these gana, all these different uh, pearls are acting, are there uh, working together. It is because of this thread. What is that thread? Krishna is telling that is me and nothing is there beyond me. I am the supreme. So very clearly, Lord Krishna has asserted his position and it is accepted by various acharyas also. So what is the situation here? Uh, Lord Krishna describes in the beautiful shloka in Bhagavatam. Because of his forgetfulness, The transcendental living entity accepts the influence of material energy as his field of activities and thus actuated he wrongly applies the activities to himself. The forgetful living entity can be compared to a man who is under the influence of disease and has become mad or to a man haunted by ghosts who acts without control and yet thinks himself to be in control. Under the influence of material nature, the conditioned soul becomes absorbed in material consciousness. In this consciousness, whatever is done under the influence of material energy is accepted by the conditioned soul as self-actuated. I have done that. Actually, the soul in its pure state of existence should be in Krishna consciousness. When a person is not acting in Krishna consciousness, he is understood to be acting in material consciousness. Consciousness cannot be killed for the symptom of the living entity's consciousness. The material consciousness simply has to be purified. One becomes liberated by accepting Krishna or the Supreme Lord as master and by changing the mode of consciousness from material consciousness to Krishna consciousness. <speaking in Hebrew> Pishachi Paila, just like a person is haunted by the ghosts or is under the influence of some disease, then he becomes mad. He behaves like a madman. In a similar fashion, under the influence of this, these various material energies, the living entity becomes mad. He thinks, oh, I am this energy. And it actually happens when we see a movie also. We think, oh, I am that actor on the movie. We start relating when people play computer game. So somebody defeated him inside the game and outside he went and killed that person. He got so much disturbed. He's thinking, uh, I have lost something. I have lost myself we start identifying ourselves with the character. In a similar fashion, this Prakriti is making up this body and the body is designed to work in certain manner. The snake body is designed to be always angry, hot-headed and always ready to bite others and kill others. The dog body is supposed to bark and get attracted by rotten things. Crow body, swan body is bound to get attracted to clear waters. Honeybee is bound to get attracted to Some bodies will be very gentle, very well-behaved. Some bodies will be very, very beastly. All these machines are designed to act in certain ways. But living entity, identifying itself because of false ego, I am this body, it starts thinking that, oh, I am the doer of these activities. I am going to eat that object. I am going to do this thing. Jeeva is helpless, helplessly under the influence of machine. So the changes of this world, this machine, the energies which are affecting this machine, it is because of the living entity. So the next shloka mentions, but the happiness and distress is because of the living entity. The same material setup can be very, very tormenting setup for us. Person will be harassed left and right. And the, for another living entity, Vishwam Purnam Sukhayate. For materialist, it is Dukhalyam Ashashvatam, Krishna has told. In this material world, whatever you do, whatever meditation you do, stress management you do, beautiful husband you get or wife you get or divorce, you will not be satisfied. Whatever you may try, you may get the best job, which you think will give you satisfaction. Rest assured, you will never be satisfied. Whatever is your plan after two days or two months or two years or 20 years, the frustration is only going to increase satisfaction is not going to increase this is the nature of this material world the source of happiness it only produces distress why because we do not understand this science the time prakriti prakriti means energy should be used in the service of energetic all the employees in the factory they are the energies of the proprietor the proprietor tells he decides something and then the energies work If the energies don't work as per the proprietor, he will not be given salary, will not be maintained and he will suffer. So we are Prakriti. So Prakriti can have the same enjoyment as Purusha, but it has to participate as per the desire of the Purusha. So we do not understand this position that I am Prakriti and I am energy. I want to enjoy independently. This is a cause of all miseries of one's life. And whereas for a devotee, Vishwam, Purnam, Sukhayate, entire world is full of happiness. Just like the same personality, same polis will harm somebody and it will protect somebody depending upon the living entity. In a similar fashion, material energy changes are happening, but those changes will create distress for you or happiness for you depends upon the living entity. If the living entity realizes the position that I am Prakriti, I am superior Prakriti. So this superior prakriti is called tathast shakti or the marginal potency. It can choose either to remain in the eight elements, prakriti, ashtada, separated energy, this world, or it can choose to remain in the internal spiritual energy. That depends upon us. If it chooses to remain on the spiritual platform, spiritual energy, that is healthy state, just like a fish in water, a fish is always satisfied. If the fish chooses to come out of water, then whatever you give to the fish, it will always be struggling. So this is very, very important science. Lord Krishna has declared. So do not think Lord Krishna is uh, uh, some energy. Lord Krishna is not a person. Uh, Srila Prabhupada, please read these purports very, very carefully. Lord Krishna, uh, Prabhupada is explaining, giving quotes uh, that many times why people get confused because they think in the Vedas, Krishna is explained as Arupani. Krishna is having no form. Krishna is having, as one scholar says, that Vedas are mentioning that Krishna has got no form. Natase Pratima asti. So he first of all doesn't understand that Pratima Asti is a combination of two words. pratim and Asti. It is not Pratima Asti in that sense. But even if you consider in that manner, prati is equal. There is nobody equal to God. That is the meaning of Natase Pratima Asti. But when you do Sandhi, it can have various meanings. So if you don't understand in parampara, then you will take out some misconstrued meaning. And another form is also mentioned. uh, There is uh, no form of supreme personality. Why such uh, verses are mentioned? Such verses are mentioned because just like if you want to explain to a colorblind person who is perceiving red light as brown, you will tell him, please stop at the brown light. If you tell him stop at the red light, he may perceive green as red and disaster can happen. So we have to speak from the perspective of the other person. Somebody tells you, please describe ghosts. So you will tell ghost means something invisible. But then they are able to lift things and speak at times. So ghosts are not invisible. It is invisible to you. So you are telling ghost means something invisible. In a similar fashion, if you are speaking to some Englishman, then you have to explain them. If they need uh, water, you have to ask them water. If you ask that, do you need Jala or nira? They will not be able to understand. So we have to understand from the perspective of the audience. We have to explain from the perspective of audience. So we are there on the material platform. On material platform, spirit cannot be perceived. So that is why in the description of God, he is being addressed at that person who cannot be seen, who has no form. Who has no form is who has no material form, otherwise there are other shlokas also other shlokas are uh, Lord Brahma tells Ishwara Parama Krishna, Sachid ananda vigraha, the supreme personality personality is Krishna, and Sachit ananda vigraha his form is made up of Sachit and ananda he has got vigra, he has got a form in a similar fashion, sastra Shisha Purusha sastraaksha sastra. Various places it is mentioned how is Purusha is a personality. He is having a form. At the same time, there are some shlokas which describe supreme personality as having uh, no rupa, no form. It is because they are being spoken from our perspective. For our understanding, this description is there. So we should not get bewildered. Very clearly, we should understand Lord Krishna has told you are my Prakriti and uh, you are superior prakriti so please come back to the internal potency and don't struggle in this material world so for detailed explanation you can refer to third canto of bhagavatam and uh, more about lord krishna's energies we'll explain the manifestations in the next